Howdy and welcome to the 10-week Bible study. This is week nine, day four of our study of Isaiah. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're talking about Isaiah 30, 19 through 33. Welcome back to the Tony Bible Study. Again, I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs. Would you join me as we pray before we start? Jesus, fascinate us with your word today. We want to see you, the living word in your written word today. Fascinate us with who you are, who you've made us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump into God's word to be reading today from the NIV. This is Isaiah 30, starting in verse 19. People of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. How gracious he will be when you cry for help. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. Although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes, you will see them. So again, we've had all of this back and forth of negative, positive, negative. And and now the Lord is saying, listen, people of specifically the people of Jerusalem, you're, there's going to come a day where you will weep no more. This sounds just like what the Lord says in Revelation is, is there's a, going to be a day when there will be no more tears. This eternal state that's actually going to happen in the city of Jerusalem. Right? And so this is, this is what the Lord is uh, saying. And, you know, we're, we're going to see clearly. We're going to be taught clearly. Verse 21 Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. You know, the Lord is saying, it's going to be so easy for you to choose the right path. You're going to hear the Lord speaking to you, say, go, no, go left, go right. Go, you know, it's like, follow this path, right? There's going to be this voice leading and guiding you. You're going to, you're, you're not going to be able to screw up. Right? How how much like of our lives do we worry? Like, Lord, did I make the right decision? Should I have done this? Should I have done that? And he's saying, listen, it's going to be so easy. There's going to be a voice behind you shouting at you. You can't miss it. <clears throat> go this way. Go that way. That's what's coming. Verse 22. Then you will desecrate your idols overlaid with silver and your images covered with gold. You will throw them away like a menstrual cloth and say to them, away with you. I think the implication there is pretty clear. We don't need to go into that. They're they're garbage. Verse 23, he will also send you rain for the seed you sow in the ground and the food that comes from the land will be rich and plentiful. And that day your cattle will graze in broad meadows. The oxen and donkeys that work the soil will eat fodder and mash spread out with fork and shovel. In the day of great slaughter, when the towers fall, Streams of water will flow on every high mountain and every lofty hill. So the Lord is speaking of this day that's coming when all of the towers will fall. Again, very end timesy, like the Lord is going to bring every building, everything that's high come crashing to the ground. He's literally going to shake the earth with an earthquake that's going to bring all of these towers down. There's going to be this day of great slaughter. By the Lord, and he's saying, in that day, the Lord is going to spring water from the mountains for you. There's coming this day where the Lord is going to bring judgment on everyone who's fought against his people, against everyone who's persecuted his people. In those days, those the, the people, they will turn with their whole hearts to the Lord. They'll get rid of every worthless thing. This is very much an end times prophecy. Verse 26. 
The moon will shine like the sun, and the sunlight will be seven times brighter, like the light of seven full days. When the Lord binds up the bruises of his people and heals the wounds of the afflicted. See, the name of the Lord will come from afar. Pause it right there. This is actually, so all of this sounds like this is the beginning of the millennial reign of Jesus. And and if if that's new to you, um, I have a study on the book of Revelation where we go through this and look at the, the different uh, views on the millennial reign of Jesus. But um, <clears throat> the one that, that I ascribe to, I think the one that makes the most sense uh, from scripture to me is that the millennium, the millennium, the thousand years will begin when Jesus returns and he will rule and reign on earth for a thousand years before Satan is re-released back to the people to deceive them again. And during this time period, because in the eternal state, there will be no sun and moon or sunlight. So this is speaking of a time where there's going to be this perfect justice and there's going to be the Lord is actually on earth bringing peace after this day of calamity, which is the end times. The Lord is going to be on the earth. There will still be sun and moon and stars and all of these kinds of things. And and so in those days, the Lord is going to set the the natural order back right. But we know that in the eternal state, when the Lord brings a new Jerusalem down to earth, there will be no more sun and moon and stars. says that, you know, God is the light that lights up the earth and the lamb, Jesus is the lamp that's going to be like emanating light somehow. I don't know how that works, but that's what the Bible says. Verse 27. See, the name of the Lord comes from afar with burning anger and dense clouds of smoke. His lips are full of wrath and his tongue is a consuming fire. His breath is like a rushing torrent rising up to the neck. He shakes the nations in the sieve of destruction. He places the jaws of the peoples a bit that, or he plays in the jaws of the bit, uh, a bit that leads them astray. And you will sing as on the night you celebrate a holy festival. Your hearts will rejoice as when people playing pipes go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the rock of Israel. There's the the place in, in the book of Revelation where the martyrs of the great tribulation, they look up from beneath the, the altar before the, the throne of the Lord. They say, how long, O Lord, until you avenge our blood? The blood that was shed. These are the people that have been martyred, killed for their faith in Jesus during the great tribulation. And Jesus says to them, gives them white robes, and he says, wait a little longer. The Lord is going to bring vengeance against those people that destroy his people that martyr his people, that make war against him and his people. We've only seen little bits and pieces of this throughout history. We've seen martyrdom, we've seen persecution. What's going to be different in the end times is the persecution is going to be like never before. And the Lord is promising his people Israel and by extension, those of us Gentiles who've been grafted in, he's promising us that there is going to be a day where the Lord is going to stand up and bring judgment against those people. Verse 30, the Lord will cause people to hear his majestic voice and will make them see his arm coming down with raging anger and consuming fire, with cloudbursts, thunderstorm, and hail. The voice of the Lord will shatter Assyria 
With his rod, he will strike them down. Every stroke the Lord lays on them with his punishing club will be to the music of timbrels and harps as he fights them in battle with the blows of his arm. Topheth has long been prepared. It has been made ready for the king. Its fire pit has been made deep and wide with an abundance of fire and wood. The breath of the Lord, like a stream of burning sulfur, sets it ablaze. So here we see that, that again, it's, it's, we're speaking about this end times day where the Lord Jesus himself is actually going to come and begin to rule and reign. Begin, I say begin to rule and reign because he's going to be there forever. But there's, there's this interesting, almost ramp up season that, that Jesus himself will be on the throne according to, to multiple prophecies in scripture, including ones like this, where it's like there's, there's, there's still going to be this season where there's going to be people who rebel and, and all of that. But, but as they see Jesus, as Jesus comes to rule and reign, he's going to bring perfect justice. He is going to, to rule and reign on this throne of, of David in Jerusalem. He's actually going to strike down every enemy of Israel, every enemy of his people. It's going to bring them salvation. He's going to bring to us salvation. For the 10-week Bible study, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for watching the 10-week Bible study. If you've enjoyed this, would you consider doing that whole like and subscribe and bell thing you're always hearing people talk about? It really helps other people find out about the show, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's Word. Thank you. Thank you.